millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. World Soccer Talk Radio is here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Networks. Thanks to you for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher. Also listen to us on the American Forces Network. A very special hello to our men and women overseas. Check out worldsoccertalk.com for all the fantastic journalism within. And you can get the show on worldsoccertalk.com. Tweet us at, at me, Nate Abarea, at Nate WST, at Sports Byline USA for updates on the program. Clint Dempsey, he's not going to be the guest on the show. I just got to get this out of the way. Clint Dempsey, is he, is he the guest on the show? No, no, he's, he's not calling in. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sad about that. But we do have a fantastic guest lined up. I'll tell you about that here in a few moments. Clint Dempsey, when he's not ripping up referees' notebooks or, or pickpocketing referees or making just phenomenal rap videos, He's outscoring braces for the Stars and Stripes. USA 2, Honduras 1 in Frisco, Texas in the opener of the Gold Cup for both of those sides. The Texan with two goals in his native state. Two goals, both with his head. So Clint using his head after being accused of not having a head or not using it during the uh, U.S. Open Cup match a couple of weeks ago against the Portland Timbers. USA 2, Honduras 1. It was a a mixed bag for the USA, but I'd say all in all, a pretty strong performance. And we're going to talk about that performance with our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. A true Canadian flavor in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Dwayne Rollins, the managing editor of Canadian Soccer News and the host of the Two Solitudes MLS podcast. We're going to talk with Dwayne all about the Gold Cup openers from last night. USA 2, Honduras 1, Panama 1, Haiti 1. Duckins Nazon with one of the goals of the tournament in the first game. It's going to surely be one of the goals of the tournament and one of the best names in all the tournament. Duckins Nazon. We're going to talk about Canada's potential in the Gold Cup and raise the question of whether MLS has helped or hindered the Canadian national team. That and a whole lot more with Dwayne Rollins. Cannot wait to talk with Dwayne on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay with us. 
Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at fubo.tv slash radio right now. F fubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSB, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games Featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac, and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Hi, this is pet expert Warren Eckstein. If you're like me, you're constantly looking for ways to improve the life of your pets. Cedarside Original from Cedarside.com is such a way, as you can avoid harmful chemicals by using a natural spray to eliminate fleas and ticks. Use Cedarside's Original Organic Bug Spray on your pets and yourself to repel and kill mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, flies, ear mites, mange, and more. Go to Cedarside.com slash radio, use coupon code WARREN at checkout for free shipping, or call 844-785-8535 and mention Warren Eckstein. Cedarside.com for a chemical-free world. Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are adding another member to our Canadian World Soccer Talk Radio Embassy. I am very, very excited to add a third member to our Canadian Embassy with World Soccer Talk Radio. Joining Rachel Bonetta and Bobby McMahon at the World Soccer Talk Radio Canadian Embassy. It is the managing editor of Canadian Soccer News and the host of the Two Solitudes MLS podcast, Mr. Dwayne Rollins. Dwayne, how you doing, sir? Welcome to the show. It's good good to be here. That's some, that's some strong company to, to hold up to there. It's a mighty fine trifecta. I am I am proud uh, to be joined with y'all up there in the Great White North. Let's get right in to 
what's on everybody's minds down here in the States, and that is our, our U.S. men's national team and their 2-1 win over Honduras. We will definitely be talking about Canada and El Salvador a little bit later in the program. But yesterday, Clint Dempsey showing that he does know how to use his head uh, after, you know, he, he knows how to use it for other things other than ripping up referees' notebooks and, and pickpocketing folks and making rap videos. Clint Dempsey with the brace, USA 2, Honduras 1. What did you take away uh, from this U.S. match watching it? And and did you pick up on, on the same thing I did, which was, it was a very mixed bag. There, there were a lot of pros, a lot of cons, a lot of positives, a lot of negatives. Talk about what you took away uh, from the USA's 2-1 victory over Honduras in Frisco at Tejas yesterday. Well, I mean, the first thing I took away is the United States uh, remains a team in this region that can win games even when it doesn't play at its best. And I think that's a key thing and, and why I believe the United States is the best team in the region at this point and, and, and has been for some time now. You know, Dempsey's first goal completely against the run just showed that poaching nature, that nose for goal that, that a lot of teams in the region just simply don't have. Honduras was a wonderful opposition last night, and they certainly stepped up and showed that they're going to be a force uh, both, you know, I think in the Hex and, and, uh, and in their, this tournament as well. So, you know, I, I think, as you said, a mixed bag from a U.S. perspective is an absolute right way to put it. But I would take, you know, from a neutral perspective, a lot of stock, if I were an American fan, uh, from the fact that they were able to step up and get it done when I don't think they played their best. All right, let, let's be let's be a couple of negative Nancys here. If you were to be critical of of one or two aspects of the game, the biggest things that that Jurgen Klinsmann needs to to focus on going into the next match, what would they be? What did you take away as far as critiques uh, from the U.S. performance, Dwayne? I thought Honduras really controlled the midfield at times, and, and, and perhaps uh, you were playing a little too wide. Uh, Bradley was getting just sort of overrun. Bob Bradley and Beckerman were getting overrun by the Honduras uh, attack. And I think if you tighten that up, played a little bit uh, more, more solid, more compact in the in the middle of the midfield, that that might uh, help you tactically a little bit. Uh, Clemson sometimes gets a little stubborn in his ways, I, I, I would suggest, and, and that might have been an example of that last night. I, I did think that there was a lot of – circumstances where Honduras just got going forward too quickly with too much going going on the attack to that, that had they not played on a different day is what I'm trying to say you might have had a, had some problems against you so if you wanted to be negative I would suggest that that sort of looseness in the midfield would be something that's going to need to be addressed when you uh, go deeper in this tournament okay we jump away from the negativity train and and we catch the positive express and we're we're now being joyful and cheerful and positive about the US of a the the biggest positives that you took away from the performance besides the fact you, I love what you pointed out to begin with which is that they didn't play their best and they got a 2-1 victory that's a, a huge positive to take away and in in this matchup which I believe was the toughest of of the group stage for the USA with Panama and Haiti uh, now now waiting for them but what else uh, did you take away as far as positives uh, from the U.S. performance yesterday? I'm going to look at Michael Bradley, a guy I watch week in, week out here in Toronto. Uh, I think that I know he gets a lot of criticism amongst American fans sometimes, but if you watched his game carefully yesterday, I thought he had a lot more influence and he was doing more of what we see in Toronto, just sort of, it's kind of a quasi role in a lot of ways. He's not a true attacking uh, midfielder, but he's not a true six either. He he sort of plays in, in between those two positions in my mind and he kind of, did that effectively last night at times. I thought his influence was pretty strong in that, uh, you know, wearing the armband, his 100th cap. Uh, I think he was, that was a worthwhile uh, player to, to watch out for yesterday. And uh, 
he continues to show in my mind how he he can be the most important player in the U.S. if they're going to going to go deep into to major international tournaments. Dwayne, what do you make as as someone who watches Bradley week in, week out up there in Toronto? And uh, we'll talk actually a little bit more uh, later about some other layers within Michael Bradley and Josie Altador being Toronto FC players. But what do you make of some American soccer pundits on this very show claiming that Michael Bradley is a more efficient and more valuable player to the USA when Clint Dempsey is off the field. Obviously, yesterday with Dempsey scoring uh, those two goals, you'd think that theory might get you know kind of thrown out the window. But when you look back, uh, especially to the friendlies and, and those big victories uh, in Europe recently for the USA, what do you make of that statement that Bradley is, is more in his element and more uh, able to, to show off what he can really do when Clint Dempsey is, is not on the field? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Um, I, I'm trying to, to relate it to, to what I see in MLS and, and maybe with Altador or a similar type player, and I, I'm not really seeing it in the same way. Now, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll bow to the those that watch the U.S. Uh, men's national team more closely than I in terms of his play with the, the Nats, but he has very effectively learned to play with uh, with high-end offensive talent this year in Toronto with Javanko. Uh, Altador has been playing sort of an auxiliary role to that to, to help them out when he's been healthy. So uh, he works very well with, with Javinko when they're on. So I would think that a high-end talent offensive player, he's shown that he can play with one. So I wouldn't necessarily think there's a reason to suggest that he wouldn't be able to play with Bradley unless they're trying to suggest that they're tripping over each other and, and that uh, Dempsey's maybe dropping too far back and getting in the way of Bradley coming too far forward from what they ideally want. That would be what I think they're probably getting at. But, you know, when I see him play in Toronto, when he's on, he is – right up there top five within mls for sure in terms of overall talent and and has the ability to influence games in in a way that very very few players can and very very few players that have ever been produced in north america can uh, certainly well Dwayne, i love pointing out giovinko as as a very style wise a a similar player to to what clint dempsey uh needs needs to be and and so if bradley can can play there and and not and that that's actually exactly what what a lot of the uh, the pundits on the show have have pointed out saying that they are in in those same bubbles and and for all for all intents and purposes tripping over each other uh, in in that regard and so I think it's a, a really important thing to look at is that what Bradley's able to do week in week out for Toronto playing with a player like Giovinco who's very similar style wise to Dempsey shows that with the national team Bradley needs to be able to play with Clint Dempsey and and I've heard all these theories from from a number of different people, and, and I'll say the same thing now that I've, I've said to them, which is that Michael Bradley and Clint Dempsey are, without a doubt, two of the top three or four players in the American system. They need to figure out a way to be on the same field together and play to their highest potential together. That's just how it needs to be. All right, we got two minutes before we got to head to break here, Dwayne. So real quickly, shouts out to Panama and Haiti, who actually opened up yesterday with a pretty entertaining 1-1 draw on the, the late uh, equalizer for the Haitians. Duckins Nazan with the equalizer with, uh, I think what's going to go down is one of the goals of the tournament. I know we're talking in the, uh, the opening day of this thing, but uh, what'd you take away from Panama and Haiti? And what do you think the USA are thinking after watching that game with those two being their next two opponents? I would suggest both the U.S. and, and Honduras are pretty confident uh, having watched that game. Panama is a confounding team. Uh, they were in Canada's group in the last World Cup qualifying campaign, and they, they were very difficult to get a handle on, too. They play very differently at home, and that, that had a big big uh, part in their strong performance, which, which nearly got them to the World Cup, obviously. Um, 
look, they need to have a little more punch up top. Panama does. They kind of dominated that game throughout. But full credit to Haiti, who played with grit throughout. They were doing what they had to do, kind of hacking a little bit. Some people may look down at that, but a country like that needs to sort of do what it has to do tactically to, to stay in a game. And it was a beautiful touch and a, and a beautiful finish to, to tie that up. But by and large, I think that uh, Honduras and the U.S. to me are, are the clear one-two in that group, even even with Panama's success in the last cycle. And there was nothing I saw in that first game yesterday to suggest to me that Panama is going to do anything other than challenge for one of those best third-place finish. Well, Panama's got to be kicking themselves, Dwayne, after really dominating that match. But Duckins Naz on with the equalizer for Haiti. God, I love the Gold Cup. This is our tournament. This is North America's tournament. This is Central America's tournament. We're talking more about it on the other side of this break. Costa Rica, Jamaica, and of course, El Salvador contra Canada. Dwayne Rollins with us right here on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back after this. Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at fubo.tv slash radio right now. F ubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSV, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games Featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac, and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. 
Are you tired of network announcers who are clearly pulling for the other team? Check out Rabble.tv, a new kind of television experience where you are in control of the audio. Rabble.tv allows users like you to broadcast your insights and opinions about sports and entertainment, free from the restraint of network predictability. Rabblers are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. Mute your TV and do your own play-by-play, provide running commentary, or just banter with your buddies. Or you can listen to other fans who love your team as much as you do. It's live. It's new. It's Rabble. Rebel.tv. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk. Tweet me, Nate Abarea, with the love mail, and of course that beautiful, beautiful hate mail that you love to send me at Nate WST. Dwayne Rollins, the managing editor of Canadian Soccer News and the host of the Two Solitudes MLS podcast, is our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. We're talking all about Copa Oro, the Gold Cup 2015. USA 2, Honduras 1, last night Panama 1, Haiti 1, prior to that one earlier in the evening. It's now time to move into the true, true expertise area of Mr. Dwayne Rollins. Come on, Canada. Canada facing El Salvador in Southern California down at the StubHub Toolbox Home Depot Center, whatever the hell you want to call it down there, in Carson later this evening. Dwayne, tell us about this Canadian team. Give us some of the players to watch for and tell us what what the expectations are for this Canadian team and, and what would be considered a successful showing in the 2015 Gold Cup. Yeah, the first thing I'll say is that their their core and key components are young. Uh, this is a team that's been almost rebuilt from scratch. There are some carryovers from the last cycle. Uh, for those that don't remember, the last World Cup cycle ended pretty much in disgrace with an 8-1 loss in Honduras, and and basically they they said goodbye to a lot of their of their core components that have been with the program for a long time that simply just sort of capitulated down in Honduras, laid down and gave up after a while, and then they had to move on. They brought in Benito Floro, uh, an older Spanish manager who, uh, who at one point in his career managed Real Madrid, so he's managed at the highest levels. He's kind of a grandfatherly figure, for lack of a better way to put it. He's, he's very well respected by these young guys, and, and it is a younger team. They they stripped it down, and they, they bottomed out. They went a whole year without scoring a goal, but from that, there's emerged a team that, that a lot of Canadians are quietly excited about, not necessarily for this Gold Cup. I think the expectations are that they compete and they get out of the group, and they perhaps make one of those playoff positions to try and get into uh, next year's Copa tournament. Uh, but they, you know, no one's thinking they're going to win this tournament or something like that, but they, they are a team that, that is very interesting looking ahead three four years, and, and the two key players that I'll look to are last year's MLS Rookie of the Year in Teshu Akindeli, and who, you know, if I can go out on a limb here, I think the player that's probably going to be this year's MLS Rookie of the Year and Kyle Warren, both offensive players, both with a look that Canada hasn't had in a very long time. Uh, Kyle Warren's the type of poaching scorer that the last uh, Canadian that I can think of, and I've watched this team for since the 90s now, would, would be Teal Bunbury's father, Alex, when he played back in the 1998 cycle, would be the last time Canada had a scorer as pure I think is Lauren uh, and has with as much potential as him. So if he can get scoring and if they can poach goals, uh, this is a team that in my mind has every right to think that it might be able to get up into that top six of CONCACAF again and get back into a hex. 
for this tournament. Uh, it's a it's a group that has been, I think, somewhat kind to them. El Salvador is, I'm not going to say they're an easy touch, but they should be a beatable touch. That Jamaica game is going to be a good challenge for them, particularly down in Houston uh, in that heat. I think that's a great sort of uh, primer for what they're going to face when they play in World Cup qualifying in, in the Caribbean and Central America uh, later on in the, in the year, hopefully if they get past the next hurdle, which they should. And it just, it's just a very interesting tournament, and it, it's its interesting to watch from a Canadian perspective how the attitude around this team has changed in, in the last couple of years from really a point where people were walking away from it. They just were kind of disgusted with the with the effort that was put in to end the last World Cup qualifying to the point that people are excited again. And it's because they're younger and they're guys that have grown up through the MLS Academy systems in a lot of cases that have a lot more of an affinity and an affection for playing for the national team. And, and uh, it, it just seems like they're enjoying it. And, and that makes those of us that watch it enjoy watching it more than we had been, which was it had gotten to a burden after a while and it got so bad. Well, huge shout out uh, first off to Alex Bunbury, who was part of actually at the end of his career, I think in the final season uh, that he ever played in one of my favorite major league soccer teams of all time. And that was the uh, MLS Cup champion 2000 Kansas City Wizards featuring Tony Miola, Alexi Lalez, Watsonville, California's own Francisco Gomez and Alex Bunbury, I believe, netted a few goals that season. And of course, Precky playing for the Wizards back in the year 2000. And uh you know, you bring up something that's really interesting, and I want you to touch a little bit more on this. And and it's this this idea of you you can't just shoo away a bunch of youngsters. You can't just write off a bunch of youngsters because even if they go out and, as you said, go a year without scoring a goal or go out and and even get beat up, get get routed in a match, there's always that saving grace of well, they're young, they're building for something, as opposed to the old cycle, which was, man, these guys have run their course, it's time to move on, this is a trying task for me as a Canadian to watch these guys, I'm done, I'm shooing them away, I'm done with them. Talk about what that means to Canada in terms of garnering support. I know you touched on that a little bit a few moments ago, but but talk a little bit more about that as far as rejuvenating Canadian soccer fans and, and giving them something to be hopeful about and actually be positive about when they see the, the youthful exuberance and, and the youthful pride uh, w- within this Canadian national team now, Dwayne. Yeah, if you look at the, there's a group out here called the Voyagers, which is uh, similar to your American Outlaws in the United States, uh, to, to draw a comparison. And, uh, you know, they they don't ask for, for much. They're not asking to, to consistently qualify for the World <laughs> Cup, even to, to consistently win championships. They just want an effort, and they want players to go out and represent the country with, with a little degree of pride and to to not sort of fight through this, this attitude that we had in the past where there were players that simply seemed like they were treating it like a burden, like something they had to do there was no sort of excitement around there there were famously there's been many players that were born and, and, and brought up in the Canadian system that chose to represent other countries and you know that was their right based on their heritage but at the same time as a Canadian supporter it was discouraging and disheartening to see that this group as I said, uh, doesn't put off that same vibe. And it certainly does make it a lot easier to get behind. Um, you know, the addition, the other thing I'd say real quickly is that the, the success, the relative success of the women's program has, has helped sort of encourage and increase the visibility of the whole system across the board as well uh, to allow for people to get excited. I know that the Gold Cup game uh, here in, in Toronto, uh, where I am, uh, is selling well for, uh, for Canada. Uh, traditionally, it's been a struggle 
to not have the stadium half full with with Central American fans, uh, something I think American fans have seen in the past too that they're now uh, beginning to overcome. Uh, but certainly, uh, I know that uh, having talked to the the organizers of the supporter section, the Canadian support section, that that they expect a full, maybe ten thousand Canadian fans out behind the goal, cheering loudly and uh, wearing the colors and waving the flags and all that. So uh, there is, uh, you know, a, a tempered excitement because again, we just want an effort. We want a representative. We want them to do the best of their ability. That sounds almost cliche or, or giving up, but you've got to be realistic that it's going to be a long battle back before we can realistically here in Canada say that we'll have a team that's going to qualify for a World Cup and even longer before we have one that's going to compete in one, uh, to compete to win in one. So, you know, we enjoyed the process so far and these guys are enjoyable to watch. Dwayne Rollins, this is a tough group. Um, no, nobody, everybody out there, make no mistake about it. This is a tough, tough group. You've got this youthful Canada side. You've got El Salvador, who always have, have such passionate support uh, behind them uh, in, in Gold Cups. Costa Rica and Jamaica. And Costa Rica is this team. I'm blown away at how many people seem to... I guess forget the fact that this team was a cruel, cruel pun intended uh, exit away from being a World Cup semi finalist in 2014 in Brazil, putting such a, a good, good feel to CONCACAF and, and what the Ticos did down there in Brazil was just absolutely incredible. And yet, Everybody wants to talk about in this tournament. Oh, I mean, it's the Gold Cup, so it's going to be USA Mexico. Well, USA Mexico, Mexico USA in the final. Where is the love for the Ticos? Where is the Costa Rica respect? What the hell do the Ticos have to do to garter some respect from from pundits, from fans, from from anybody? And and what are you looking for from Costa Rica in this group and in this tournament, Dwayne? They're the they're a co-favorite to me to win the tournament. Um, that said, I, I share that sort of uh, hesitation that a lot of people have, and I think that it's a show me once, you know, you have to show me again before I believe you kind of situation. That uh, you know, a lot of people can look at single one-offs in the World Cup. Uh, teams that they're countries that grow deep that that don't necessarily repeat that performance you know they had a lucky draw they had a lucky run they had a good run of form what have you so i do believe that a lot of people are looking at this gold cup tournament and and looking straight at costa rica and saying okay show me let me see what you can do and if they can repeat that performance uh, go deep into this tournament perhaps even make a final in this tournament then then i believe that uh, when we come around to talking about the hex that will be that we'll be talking about costa rica as one of the favorites to, to, to draw easily one of the favorites to draw one of those top three spots assuming the qualifying is the same and and perhaps a, a favorite to to be the top group in there the top team in that group uh, you know I, I would remind people that that think that a mexico u.s uh final is destined to to look at the history of this event and it's only been five of 12 times that it's been the u.s mexico now that's almost half but that means that more than half of the times it hasn't been a u.s mexico final so don't discount don't discount costa rica at all well don't discount costa rica and don't have too much faith uh in in mexico right now with without chicharito with so much political drama going on around uh the the mexican federation and the the romantic affair and, and the love affair with with miguel herrera uh seemingly kind of cooling down a little bit and a few people kind of starting to rumble and say that maybe herrera isn't the man for the job moving forward that he was a, a temporary replacement hey i hope he stays around forever because he is one of the most entertaining folks to watch on a sideline in the history of the beautiful game miguel herrera we love you but 
I'm telling you, Costa Rica, I could see Costa Rica making the final. I could see Costa Rica winning this tournament. I'm rooting for the U.S. of A., of course, but Costa Rica, in my opinion, are the second best team in this tournament. I put Mexico at number three. We're back with more with Dwayne Rollins on the other side of this break. Talking Major League Soccer and how it relates to the Canadian national team. That and a bit more back after this. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. Come celebrate new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline with a chance to upgrade your drive when you fill up at Shell. Introducing the 100 BMWs and 100-day sweepstakes. Swipe your fuel rewards card to enter to win a BMW 320i. Don't have a card? Get one free at participating Shell stations or visit fuelrewards.com slash win. Offer in September 8, 2015. No purchase necessary. See official rules at shell.us slash win. Void in Maryland, New Jersey, and Virginia where prohibited by law. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Protective Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership. After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone. You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if... Wait till something happens to your family, or make sure you're ready with coverage by calling Protectum Insurance Specialists. Get term life insurance, accident insurance, critical illness insurance, all in one. Just minutes on the phone. No medical exams, no health questions, and guaranteed acceptance. It's coverage you don't get from your health insurance. Call for a free quote, 800-473-0563. Get cash fast directly to you when you need it, and use it for whatever you want. Call toll-free, 800-473-0563. 800 473 Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway and let us hear what you think. Rabble.tv. Nate Albarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, 
American Forces Network, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Tweet us at WorldSoccerTalk. Tweet me at Nate W. ST Dwayne Rollins, the managing editor of Canadian Soccer News and the host of the Two Solitudes MLS podcast, is our guest in this edition of the show. Dwayne, uh, b- before we talk about Major League Soccer and how it relates to the Canadian national team, I have to ask you about your picture on Twitter. Uh, your your explanation of of who you are, your your short Twitter biography of sorts. It, it ends with and other stuff. You know, a soccer broadcaster, soccer writer, show host. And then it says other stuff. Well, judging by that picture, are you also a a rapper or stand-up comedian? I'm I'm very curious to hear what the other stuff is. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing what that photo is. It's uh, it was taken at a Christmas party, and uh, I was karaokeing uh, "Don't Stop Believing" <laughs> by Journey. You were karaoke. Tell me, tell me the song again. Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, glorious, glorious. Be, be, be sure to follow Dwayne Rollins on Twitter for, for just a look at that picture and, of course, all the uh, glorious stuff that comes from following Dwayne Rollins in the Twitter sphere. All right, I, I got to talk with you about something now uh, that I, I had a nice conversation with the gaffer Christopher Harris about this, and, and we, we both wanted to hear your take on this. There's 10 quote-unquote MLSers uh, in, in this side uh, for Canada. I, I love that terminology, by the way. Wink, wink. MLSers. 10 MLSers in this 23-man uh, Canadian national team for the Gold Cup. In your opinion, Dwayne, has Major League Soccer helped or hindered the Canadian national team? Yeah, it's a million-dollar question and, and not one that has an easy answer. Now, well, there is an easy answer. I'll, I'll take a step back. If you look at where the Canadian program was in terms of what was going forward in 2006 uh, when TFC was uh, given the expansion team for 2007, there really was nothing happening at that in development. There was nothing happening with uh, with players once they hit their, their early 20s, got out of the NCAA or, or the Canadian university system. There's just nowhere for them to go. There was no pro opportunities for them other than to chase a European uh, contract. And if you didn't have a, a you know an EU passport, as we all know that's a difficult prospect and was back then as much as it is today so certainly it's improved the situation since then my my contention and a lot of people's contention up here is that it hasn't improved it as much as we were promised at the time um we have, there's only nine protected spots for the canadian players in in mls uh three per ML, canadian mls team they have to each carry three canadians uh, that can be canadians by passport only so not necessarily players that are eligible for the canadian national team either so it's been a bit of a lag there now that said there has been in the last couple of years with the emergence of the canadian academies which i do believe are amongst the best in mls partly by necessity they need to find canadian and domestic talent to play up here and they need to find players that are willing to play in canada so they kind of need to put a lot of investment in, on the on the academy side uh, that has found some younger players that have contributed to this program. You look at a guy like Jonathan Rosario, who, who was uh, in Uruguay, came back to be part of the TFC Academy, and now is a, a regular mainstay for TFC and for for that Canadian national team. You look at a guy like Daniel Henry, who was uh, who was injured for this Gold Cup, but you know was was sold to West Ham after spending several years after debuting in MLS at 17. And these are players that have absolutely benefited from having MLS around. Um, the question is whether by itself if you're not allow if the american side of things aren't going to open it up and make canadian players domestic qualifies domestic players for us based teams which mls resists 
if that doesn't happen, then then there needs to be something to supplement that as well. And there are movements here in Canada to to create a Canadian league that would supplement the MLS teams. And I think that combination, that sort of Welsh example, to use that analogy, if you you follow, is is what I think you're going to see evolve here in the next few years. Well, you've seen a strong Canadian presence uh, in, in the North American Soccer League, and you transition perfectly into the next thing I want to talk to you about. Tell us about the Canadian Soccer League, and, and it's, it's defined as a, a third division uh, of sorts or a, a third-tier league. Uh, but talk about the importance of, of this Canadian Soccer League, what it is, what it represents, and, and what it can do to benefit uh, the Canadian cause as far as Canadian soccer moving forward, both on a club level and, of course, uh, with the Canadian national team. Yeah, well, there's a couple different things going on there, and I, you know, without getting into the, the true nitty gritty details, uh, you have two basically parallel movements that are happening right now. There, there is a, a couple leagues that exist, one in Quebec, one in Ontario, that are at the D3 level. Uh, that's those are already existing; those are already up and running. These are primarily U23 leagues that are development uh, focused, uh, that that look to try and move players up to to higher levels. So, that, you know, a USL would be your comparison uh, in the United States. There's of course some USL Canadian teams, but we won't complicate the issue with that right now. What is happening parallel to that is that there is an effort, and, and what I have learned and reported recently is that there, there's going to be an announcement sometime in the next year, maybe as early as next week, that they're going to create a nationwide D2 league that would basically take the place of what you might look at as an NASL right now, where there would be a high Canadian quota, where there would have be some foreign talent that would be moved in. It wouldn't be there to compete against MLS, but it would be there to supplement MLS and to provide Canadians uh, that may be playing at a, a lower European level to come home, uh, young Canadians that may not have any options in MLS because of the strict quotas in the United States teams and, and the limited spots that are open to them in the Canadian teams that, that may graduate from a TFC Academy, from a Vancouver Academy to play in this Canadian league. Combined, it's, it's a hodgepodge system, but it's a big country with a lot of challenges. It's not a not a soccer country by its nature. It's a hockey country, as we all know. So the money's you know you have to be creative in how they're, they're, they set up the structures, and that's sort of what they're going to do. They're going to you know put a bunch of systems together and and hope that they can work in, in harmony to to be the best for development. It's you know that's a long-winded way uh, to to speak to your first question of saying that yeah, I think MLS does play a role and will continue to play a role. Within the Canadian system, it just needs to be put in, kept in perspective and supplemented and not leaned on as the be-all, end-all to, to solving Canada's issues. Uh, it's really, really interesting here because some of the stuff that you talk about, uh, it, it brings something into my mind that I have to ask you about now, and that is the the American soccer fans' issue and, and this could be, and, and please call it how you see it here, this could be, you know, BS nationalism or, or just weird, I don't even know really how to label this, but the American fans and even American media members who have this problem with Josie Altidore and Michael Bradley playing for a Canadian side, that these two players who are, who were potentially going to be these European stars. And I know Josie had his, you know, monumental struggles in England, but before that he was one of the best strikers in Holland. Michael Bradley was, was Generalissimo Bradley uh, in, in Italy and, and kind of lost out that, that lost that, that competitive desire, I suppose. I don't want to call it, call it that, but once he had to really compete for his spot, uh, at Roma, he wanted to be playing every every day, and so that's why he came back uh, to Major League Soccer. I mean, there were a few other reasons for it, but 
when you look at these two players and, and all the potential that they had to, to do big things in Europe, and I shouldn't just say potential, they did big things in Europe. Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore had respectable performances in, in a few different seasons in Europe, and the American fans had a problem with how big of a deal that, that was made of them coming back to, to MLS and all right well hey we're getting you know two of our top five two of our top handful players back in our domestic league and they're going to go play for a team in Canada you know what what gives with that and, and when you tie in the fact that Canadian players aren't recognized as domestic uh, by Major League Soccer there's so many different ways I'm sure you could go with this but what do you make of, of, of that one main point here? The, the American fans and even American media members having this sort of problem with Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore coming back to MLS and playing for a Canadian side. I think there's two ways to, to, to look at that, and there's two different things going on here. There, there remains, it, it was more prevalent when TFC first came in in 2007. I remember it well. There was a, a significant minority, I'll call it, that, that was very vocal about their desire to not have any Canadian presence within MLS. They felt that the MLS was an American league and it should remain an American league. That's been broached. That's not turn, turning around at this point. The Canadian teams have proven to be very successful, both on and not all on the field in many cases, but off the field, certainly, and they are part of the MLS family now. So you don't hear those voices as much, but there does remain sort of a grumpy few that, that don't like the idea that there's Canadian teams in MLS and feel that the, that the American players especially should be playing in the American city so that they can be used as marketing tools to help promote the game and like help rise the game up. Um, as an aside, I don't think the U.S. needs to worry about rising the game of soccer up. They, this question of whether soccer's arrived in the United States is ridiculous. It clearly has. You, you don't need to worry about that anymore. So they shouldn't be worried about Michael Bradley, Josie Elstor playing in Toronto. But that's the other part of it is the fact that it's Toronto and TFC. And TFC, we don't need to go into the history of how much they've been a mess, but they've been a mess. And I think that that's... The overall, the more logical, the more thoughtful concern a lot of American fans had is the fact that it was Toronto that had them, and Toronto has a history of screwing things up. And I would argue to them this, is that for it's, first off, it's a completely new management team from, from the past, from the, the really, truly bad days of TFC. So I don't think that things are as bad as they were in the past. I, don't, I think there's a good future for TFC ahead. I think that they're, they're, they may even be a contender this year, last week's result aside. That said, the other part of it, too, is there are there are very few markets in this league that have as much pressure on these players to succeed. Toronto is a very big city. It's a very big media market. There are uh, uh, Michael Bradley, as the captain, is not going to face the same media scrutiny, the same media attention in a Kansas City, in a Colorado, and that's no disrespect to those cities centers than he is in Toronto. And I think that that actually increases his uh, his abilities. That actually helps him develop as a player, makes him a more complete player, a better leader. So I would say to those folks that have the Toronto concerns to look at it that way and imagine the amount of pressure there is in turning around a team that is in such a big market that has so much attention and has really the fans that don't have any patience anymore for, for any type of uh, – uh, Ball up. They 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 want success and they want it now. And they've spent a lot of money. So there's a lot of success being demanded by both ownership and fans right now. So I would say that say that uh, that's the way to look at it. To to imagine 
you know, Michael Bradley turns around TFC and, and how that helps the U.S. men's national team is, I, I think, just a pretty logical thing to be. If he can turn TFC around, imagine what he can do with the U.S. when he has more talent around him. <laughs> Absolutely. we got two and a half minutes left here with you, Dwayne. So uh, real quickly, tell us what keeps you driven as, as a soccer journalist, as a show host, and then let folks know where they can hear uh, your shows and read some of your glorious material, sir. What keeps me going is the development side of the game and to try and to grow the technical understanding of the sport and then just to make the next generation of players better, both here in Canada and the United States. I think that the two countries are kind of ingrained in a lot of ways. Um, I, I watch a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the VD3 that I talked about here. I watch a lot of that here in, in Ontario. Um, I'll go out to watch the TFC reserves a lot. I, I enjoy that aspect of it, and I think that that's what really motivates me after, you know, you're dealing with TFC or dealing with MLS and, and getting frustrated with that. You go out and you see the kids that are just trying to excel and, and raise this game up and take it to another level, and that just really inspires me. Um, where you can listen to me, uh, the Two Salties podcast is, is uh, all, all of my podcasts are found. I do USL radio, which I cover the USL issues, speaks to that development stuff as well. Two Salties, which is our MLS podcast. I also do an amateur uh, uh, sport podcast called Five Rings. You can get all that information on CanadianSoccerNews.com or on my Twitter account at 24th Minute. That's 24th Minute. Dwayne Rollins, the managing editor of Canadian Soccer News, the host of Two Solitudes MLS podcast, and a fantastic, and I mean fantastic, karaoke singer, giving us the journey that we crave. That's right, Dwayne Rollins. Thank you very much for uh, joining us on the show today and for joining Rachel Bonetta and Bobby McMahon in our World Soccer Talk Radio Canadian Embassy. I do appreciate your time, sir, and hopefully we can do this again soon. No worries. Again, that was Dwayne Rollins. Cheers to him and come on Canada in the Gold Cup. Canada taking on El Salvador this evening down in Southern California at the StubHub Ticket Toolbox Galaxy Center thing in Carson. Taking on El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Jamaica also taking place in Carson, California later this evening. We're taking the express train home on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network ending the show with a little Leicester City news. The Foxes, without my favorite manager in all of world football now, Nigel Pearson getting the sack. Who's going to replace Nigel Pearson? Jurgen Klopp being rumored. David Moyes being thrown out there. How about Precky? I joke not. That's being rumored. Precky from Sac Republic FC. To Leicester City. We're talking about that on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans 
we can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Talk about damned if you do, damned if you don't. My, my Canadian guest here on World Soccer Talk Radio in this edition of the show, Dwayne Rollins, leaves the show. El Salvador taking on Canada this evening in the Gold Cup opener. I give a nice, come on, Canada. Thanks, Dwayne, for joining us on the show. Come on, Canada. Go out and beat the Salvadorians down at the StubHub Center in Carson this evening. I go to break, and as soon as I go to commercial, I get blasted by my Salvadorian engineer, Dom Jimenez, back aboard the mothership in San Francisco, saying, really? Really, you're just going to shoot down El Salvador? Come on. And then I had to immediately, you know, go go into backpedal mode, talk about how my beloved San Jose earthquakes, have this incredible connection with Salvadorian football, whether it's Ramon Sanchez, Arturo Alvarez, our, our, our favorite of all, Ronald Cerritos, back in the day. So now I have to end the show with a come on, El Salvador. I, I'm rooting for a, a, a crazy 4-4 draw with just the greatest soccer of all time this evening. Come on, El Salvador. Come on, Canada. I'm just... 
I'm just trying to be friends with everybody here, okay? Don't beat me up for it. I'm just trying. I'm really, I'm really trying. Nate Abarea closing this show out here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I promised a little Leicester City love. Nigel Pearson, my favorite manager of all time, is gone. He got the boot. He got the sack. Who's being thrown into the rumor hat? Precky. That's right, Precky, who then today steps down from his post at Sac Republic FC. Precky, from USL to the Premier League, it's being rumored. Then again, a lot of things are being rumored. We're signing off for the producer, Dom, and the gaffer, Christopher Harris. Again, my name's Nate Avarea. Cheers. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.